we're the first generation to feel the impact of climate change and the last generation that can do something about it. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction and all you can talk about is money. There's been a big push in terms of focusing in on how investors might be able to put their money behind environmental or social impact goals here. Lots to work on, but if we get it right, it will have a huge and positive impact. Here we go, Sleinung. It is the first episode. It is the inaugural episode of Adventures in Sustainable Business, the podcast series. And since my name is Lars Jakob, Tines Pedersen, you must be Sveinung Jörgensen. Absolutely. And we are happy to be here. And uh, the reason why we're here, Lars Jakob, is, is, uh, is because we've received so many questions from our international readers of the, of the book Restart. Uh, we already have a podcast in Norwegian called Bærekraftseventyr. Uh, try to pronounce that after me. Bærekraftseventyr. No, you don't have to do that. But uh, and, and also, you don't have to learn Norwegian to, to follow us on, on this podcast, as, uh, as you had to do just uh, until now. Uh, and again, we've received so many questions from international students, our international uh, audience out there and and, and readers uh, asking us to please make a podcast in English. So here we are on New Adventures, now in uh, English. That's right. So the name of the podcast is Adventure, uh, Adventures in Sustainable Business. We are Jörgensen and Pedersen, and we, um, we call ourselves sustainability adventurers, Sveinung. That's how we've built our our career. But, um, but really, in our day jobs, uh, both of us are academics. We are associate professors affiliated with the Norwegian School of Economics, NHH, in Bergen, Norway, where we, the two of us together, um, are the leaders of the Center for Sustainable Business, which is a research center at the business school. Um, And that means that we, in part, approach this topic from an academic point of view, but this is not an academic podcast. This is a podcast about sustainable business. And in our work, we've been working now for the better part of two decades, you and I together, in very close collaboration with companies, both here in Norway and abroad, companies that are trying to become more sustainable while remaining as profitable as they have been, or preferably becoming even more profitable. And that has led us into uh, a number of adventures in all sorts of industries where we sometimes work in close collaboration with companies in our role as researchers, where we conduct research on how companies try to build business models that are sustainable and profitable. Sometimes we end up working with these companies in different different capacities. Both you and I are board members of both large and small companies that are trying to uh, achieve the same goal of becoming sustainable and profitable. Sometimes we serve as strategic advisors to firms that try to do this. And now recently we've even been part of co-founding some companies that are trying uh, to build business models that achieve this double purpose. And that's what we refer to when we say adventures. Uh, So the adventures that this podcast series um, is about are these attempts by companies, big and small, old and young, incumbents and startups, profits and not-for-profits, social entrepreneurs, all kinds of companies, all kinds of organizations that are trying to achieve at least two goals at the same time. 
both sustainability and profitability. You mentioned almost 20 years, Toshiko. We, we finished our master's back then and started our PhDs. And we started out asking questions because we loved our master's education. We were, we're what we call it, business economists, right? Uh, that's what we do. That's, uh, that's our basic training in a way. And then we started on this journey to become doctors of philosophy PhDs in business uh, and we started asking questions and and there was something that we loved at, at, at one hand but there were some problems at the other hand about the way that we had learned business and also the way we saw that uh, business was practiced and 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 that kind of sparked uh, the 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 energy or, or, or how to say it uh, in those two PhDs and we started then questioning um, current business and and how we could do business in a different way and i remember the first time we met was in a course in in circular economics that's right and this was far up north uh, somewhere close to the arctic circle uh, we met at a business school where at the time uh, what is now known as the circular economy uh, was uh, it was called circulation economics it was a focus on the flows of resources, the flows of materials in the economy and how we could move from a linear economy where we take resources, make things and dispose of them, thereby emptying the the planet of natural resources and creating ever larger amounts of waste. And this uh, esoteric PhD course (laughs) that we were uh, part of at the time, at the time it uh, it felt new, it felt different, it felt a little bit strange. And it's interesting now, 20 years later or 15 years later, to see, to, to look back and think about how many of those sort of movements in a more circular direction that are shaping companies all around us, whether we're talking about Renault and their uh, production of cars, where they use components from the cars of yesterday, uh, whether we're talking about you know digital technologies that make it possible to consume uh, products like you know your record collection or your old DVD collection, all of that stuff is of course now digitized and you consume it through an app. Uh, that streams it right to your phone or or your smart television or or what have you. So all of these business models that we look at today and think of as, you know, a sort of normal part of our everyday lives. If you go back 20 years, those circular business models, service-based business models, you know, even regenerative business models, they had yet um, started to materialize, at least in the vast numbers that we're seeing today. So in the... In these two decades, so much has happened to business. So much has happened with regard to the importance given to sustainability, the expectations that customers, regulators, and other stakeholders have to companies uh, in their efforts to, to, to you know, promote sustainability and to deliver on sustainability. And so much has happened in the integration of sustainability into business, into business models, into strategies, not as, you know... Uh, um, a sort of uh, side cart on the on the motorcycle, sort of on the side of you know core business, but integrated into co- how companies actually develop their strategies, design their business models, and carry out their operations. And it's been an adventure, Lashako, from that first course and the first questions that we started to ask about business and how to run business and how to 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 create and design more sustainable business models. Uh, we started empirically down in the basements. We started asking uh, 
companies about this, asking people working in companies, what do you do? Why do you do it? Uh, and so on. And it was it was quite dark at that time, 15 uh, to 20 years ago. Um, I mean, the, the people working then with sustainability, they were not sitting on the motorcycle. They were absolutely sitting in that sidecar. And maybe they had a title uh, working with communications or something like that. And, and they were responsible for the, the corporate social responsibility of these companies. And they didn't have the reports as they had today, and they didn't have the expectations that today. Uh, we had a lot of knowledge. I mean, uh, as, as a couple of Norwegians going back to 1987, as we often do in Norway, uh, reflecting on Gruharn and Bruntland and the UN report on, on a sustainable future, where they kind of defined sustainability um, after decades of, of, of trying to get that on the international agenda and that, then in 1987 something started right so 1987 from we were i mean time time ticking uh, until we started our journey down still in those basements because even though we knew about sustainability uh, people were aware of environmental issues social issues economic issues at the same time, this was not integrated into the core of 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 the of the the big and large uh, corporations, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, one may might say that well, that's not the case today either. I mean, it's it's a long way to go before we can say that companies are truly sustainable and profitable. Uh, but we we see more and more examples, and we see uh, from different perspective empirically when we gather information and, and data from from companies doing interviews and, and that kind of work. Uh, and also through the MBA programs, our own MBA program that we that we run on sustainable business strategy, meeting uh, people, sitting in boards, working in, in different ways, we're now kind of taking the elevator from the dark basements and up to the to the boardroom. And now it's up there, and 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 the companies know that the regulations are changing, the, the climate is uh, changing, the expectations from customers are are, are changing, also uh, employee employees, um, the the expectation of employees and other stakeholders, they are changing. So they need to also find ways of integrating sustainability into the core of the business. And this is difficult. And and that requires uh, what we call uh, business model innovation, sustainable business model innovation. And and, and perhaps also uh, it requires a restart of, of many companies. And in this uh, podcast series, innovation is going to be um, uh, a, a song that we will sing recurringly. We're going to talk a whole lot about business models. We're going to talk a whole lot about how sustainability uh, is a part of business model design. It's a consequence of business model design, but it can also be a driver of new business models. And and the book Restart that you've referred to a couple of times uh, is our most recent attempt at writing down some of our our uh, our work and uh, some of our perspectives on business model innovation for sustain- sustainability. Uh, I remember when we wrote our first book, it felt like we didn't have a lot of empirical material to work on. That book was called Responsible and Profitable, and it was published sometime in the early 2010s. Um, the book Restart was published first in Norwegian and then uh, internationally on the Paul Grave Macmillan uh, Publishing House in 2017, 18. Mm-hmm. something along those lines it was published open access and uh, at that time it was easier to find these business models that could illustrate the kinds of developments that we're talking about and that this podcast series is about 
Um, and that book, since its publication, and I think it was the summer of 2018, since then it's been, been uh, downloaded more than 600,000 times. And, and for me, that is more than anything an indication uh, of the number of people, of individuals, professionals, uh, and the number of organizations that are sitting out there trying to dream up the business models of the future. They're trying to grapple with the question of how sustainability for better or for worse, because sustainability for some might look more like a threat. For others, it looks more like an opportunity. But they're trying to grapple with the question of how sustainability is going to shape their business models going forward. What are the best parts of those business models that can be um, kept as they are or, or developed further? What are the parts of the business model that needs to be uh, completely changed? So what constitutes that kind of restart. And, and yesterday, Zainung, you and I were speaking to um, the owner of, of a large corporation, so one of the main stakeholders of a large corporation in, in Scandinavia uh, that is invested into many different industries that has been part of, of this, this corporation's uh, business for, for uh, uh, many, many decades and they were now asking themselves the question in the boardrooms of the of the sort of mother company in this corporation, uh, which of these business areas that we are operating in are going to survive? And which of them will be so threatened by regulatory changes, by the EU taxonomy for sustainable finance, by the expectations from investors, and so on, that we might want to divest from them? And if anything has been really, really shaping, I would say, the last five years of the field of sustainable business. It's how quickly and strongly and powerfully uh, the field of finance has been, you know, changing uh, the ball game. I would almost say, by, you know, the, the big institutional investors that divest from, you know, whether it's CO2 heavy or, or other kinds of brown industries, whether it's smaller uh, private equity investors or other kinds of, of, um, of investment firms that try to find the green ventures that will, will become the big players of the future. You know, the way that sustainable finance has been shaping sustainable business is one of the really, really exciting uh, developments of our time. And I'm sure that we will have many episodes digging into exactly that part of the equation, whether it is the nature and characteristics of the EU taxonomy for sustainable finance and what and how that matters for firms, whether it's the practices of sustainable investing, positive and negative screening, the using ESG factors, the role of sustainability reporting. I mean, there are so many things in that landscape that are going on now that are really uh, changing the game for companies big and small. I think during these years, we've... Uh... There have been many, many students who have taken our master course in sustainable business models at, at NHH over time. In the thousands now, over seven or eight years, I've been taking that course and, and receiving those mails afterwards. You guys really opened up a, a new way of thinking for us. And uh, I never expected that I, I was going to work with the sustainability, but now I work with it in the, in the large corporation or I'm a consultant or I work with it in, in, in different roles. And I'm also working on the on, on how we could uh, c combine the, the new technologies with the green innovations. Uh, and and I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. I mean, those kinds of mails and also from people who are, have read the book and say, wow, 
this this restart, this rethinking of what business is, what it can be, uh, not with all the solutions. I mean, we have still more questions, I guess, <laughs> than we have answers to all of these questions. But we are getting more and more answers, and we're not alone. I mean, there's there's there are several academics now and practitioners who work diligently with sustainable business, with sustainable business model innovation, um, trying to figure out, trying to get the concepts, trying to get the models and the theories um, that could kind of back up and, and support um, what to do uh, and why, how to do it, and and, and so what. Just as you mentioned, uh, uh, when, when you get those um, uh, finance guys and into into this starting to talk about the esg and and materiality and really trying to identify what are the important major material issues in uh, each sector in each business how to handle them why handle them how to communicate it why to communicate it to whom and when i mean they're i mean it's, it's been bubbling up for, from, from the start i mean these two decades that we started out with and i'm so happy Lars Jakob, that we now have this this platform this this uh adventures uh, platform in english and uh, uh, i've written down and some of the questions that we have received uh, during the, the last couple of years from our readers around the world and i mean also one thing is waking up with the with the with the emails from the students that they kind of say okay you guys uh, i hadn't thought about economics in that way or business in that way and i see there's so many opportunities here and also i see that companies have such a great uh, responsibility for for doing things uh, differently um, but then also getting a waking up with a with a question from from a reader in India asking, okay, you guys, uh, really interesting this 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 part about uh, uh, recycling, but is it the same as as upcycling? And how can we kind of is it is it possible to differentiate between up and downcycling and so on? And if we are going to turn the company that I work in into a more uh, circular uh, business or have a uh, to get a circular business model, do we need them to upcycle or is it good enough to, to recycle or to repair and so on? I mean, that's just one example of a question and a theme that I'm looking forward to uh, trying to answer in a future episode. Absolutely. And we've received other challenges from uh, from both our students and from other readers who there was a, a student of ours who, who was an exchange student from, from HEC uh, Business School in Paris. Uh, he was very explicitly asking us to to make an English version of this podcast. And he said, you know, some of the questions he wanted us to address, how can digital technologies promote sustainability? What is the relationship between digital transition and the green transition? What is the regenerative economy? Is it the same as the circular economy? Is it sort of circular economy 2.0? And what is it going to mean for business? Is it going to be profitable? Is it going to change how we think about business? Uh, the EU taxonomy? It's a topic also that many of our, our readers are are very interested in. And, you know, one thing is the the implications of the EU taxonomy for the finance industry and for sort of financial uh, decision making, broadly speaking, whether that's investing or, you know, lending or, or what have you. But how will the EU taxonomy uh, be a driver for business model innovation? How is it going to change the business models of firms? And these are the kinds of questions that we've received uh, and that we already ha have stacked up as episodes uh, in the coming weeks and the coming months. Uh, but we should mention, Zainung, that we are uh, very, very happy to receive emails from our listeners. And uh, we've we've set up uh, uh, an email address adventures at jurgensenpedersen.no 
And that is a mouthful if you're not a Norwegian <laughs> speaker. It is our two last names, Jurgensen and Peterson, just in one word, and .no for, for Norway. So adventures at jorgensenpetersen.no. We're going to put that uh, email address in the episode notes so you, so you can find it and not trust uh, my pronunciation of that email address. But we would welcome your emails with suggestions for episode themes, uh, specific questions that you'd like us to address, or just uh, general musings and reflections on the topic of sustainable business. Because, Svainum, this podcast series is going to uh, go where it takes us. It's going to address the questions that we wake up thinking about, the questions that we receive uh, from, from uh, listeners, and so on and so on. And one thing we should mention, because I said earlier we're academics and our day job. But we have so many other roles in business, whether as uh, you know board members, as uh, strategic advisors, as uh, co-founders of, of startups, and so on. And that means that from a both from a topic point of view or a thematic point of view, but also from from the point of view of how uh, how the episodes will look. Sometimes we're going to delve into cases. Other times, of course, we're going to talk about our research. And I think we should perhaps mention, uh, at least in passing, the kinds of research we do. Because we are, like we mentioned in the beginning, um, uh, the, the, the co-leaders of the Center for Sustainable Business. And in the tagline of that research center, uh, I think it says something along the lines of, we do research on the technologies, business models, and behaviors that promote sustainable business. And that is a relatively broad palette, but it's at least a starting point for the kind of, of research we do. And that's research in close collaboration with, with companies. I think you could repeat that tagline, Lars Jakob, and, and, and give us some examples on, on each of those three. Uh, I'm going to do it properly this time and read it in the way uh, that it's written. The Center for Sustainable Business does research, teaching, and outreach on the behaviors, business models, and technologies that promote sustainable business. And we have many um, research projects going on in close collaboration with, with both large and small companies. And some of it is more oriented to the business model side. So we do business model experiments together uh, with companies. We recently published a paper together with our PhD student, Hasnain Bashir, on uh, refill models in the consumer goods industry. So we were looking at what might be different business models that can allow refill of products like soap and shampoo and what have you uh, in the consumer goods industry so that you can reduce the reliance on single-use packaging. So that's a, an example of, of a research study that we've done recently and that I'm sure we'll address in a, in a future um, episode. We also do more sort of behaviorally oriented uh, research uh, in close collaboration with our, with our colleagues uh, in consumer behavior and marketing. So, for instance, we are currently doing uh, research on the wine industry, on, on uh, wines that are on so-called climate smart packaging. That's a research project in collaboration with the Norwegian Wine Monopoly, one of the biggest buyers of, of wine in, in Europe. And then we're looking at what are the consumer behaviors, what are the the barriers that consumers perceive when it comes to drinking wine on the these sort of 
thin plastic bottles as opposed to heavy glass bottles, for instance? Are there barriers that the sellers of wine need to overcome in order to convince uh, wine drinkers that it's perfectly fine to buy your Bordeaux or your uh, Amarona wines on, on plastic bottles, for instance? So that's another example. And then we have a so now we've talked about business models and we've talked about behaviors. Now we also do um, research on the technologies that promote uh, sustainable business. And we currently have research projects on, for instance, the use of sensor technologies to um, identify uh, waste streams and resource streams, both in, you know, in, in the waste management systems of, of cities and municipalities, but also in the business uh, landscape. So basically, can you, for instance, track all the resources that go into a shopping mall, through the shopping mall and out of the shopping mall so that you can minimize the, ge the generation of residual waste and maximize the sorting and recycling of resources that can be used again. So these three uh, concepts, Weinung, behaviors, business models, and technologies, all of those three are important for the research that we do and also the cases that we are going to address in this podcast series. I think we should say a couple of words also about this term adventures, because uh, we talked about different kinds of adventures here. Adventures, our own adventures as academics and also now um, in startups, uh, trying to do this in practice. Um, we talked about, uh, and we will talk more about uh, the companies and the people who are working there and their adventures, because uh, they have to... To, to move into to unknown territory. I mean, it was easier to do business before, right? It was easier before we had the knowledge about the, the sustainability issues that, that needs to be solved. And it was easier before the, the new regulations, the new technology, uh, the new expectations from, from different kinds of stakeholders. I mean, it, it was... Uh, misunderstand me right i mean uh, if, if if you can say that in english it misunderstand me correctly perhaps um I, i'm not saying that it was that easy before but but today i mean there are other circumstances today that requires that um, uh, managers owners are more adventurous and and that's another part of of our mission i would say the, the things that we do together with companies uh, shoulders down be open uh, about where you stand now, what kind of problems are you a part of, uh, but also what kind of problems are you solving today and then moving from that. That's why we work with innovation and sustainable business model innovation. How can you, for instance, become more circular? How can you address issues in the value chain concerning ethical issues for, for people, people working there? Uh, how can you address these different kinds of, of problems that you're creating, but also how can you um, solve more problems <laughs> that, than you create, right? And, and, and this requires adventurous companies. It requires adventurous politicians. It requires adventurous um, stakeholders all, all around the, the table, so to speak, uh, and, and that they also want to, to go out and try to find uh, identify the, the problems, finding ways of, of, of handling them, integrating it, I'm trying again, integrating it into the, the core um, strategy of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the business and also developing and designing, redesigning the business models of, of the company. And we have a hero, Lashakov. 
and we've had a hero for for all of these years. And uh, last uh, last not last night, but, but yesterday, I was in my son's class. He's seventeen years old, at a high school here in Lillehammer in in Norway. And and I told him that uh, this uh, uncle traveling Matt from Fraggle Rock. Uh, was our hero and is our hero. And I mean, the, you, you should see the faces uh, of, of the audience sitting there because I was that. Yes, they, I, I didn't get the attention that I was uh, expecting, but but people in our generation, I mean, we're, we're getting old, Jakob. Uh, not that old. My name is Svein Ung, which in English means, or in, in Norwegian means young boy, but I'm not that young anymore. But uh, anyhow, uh, this uh, uncle traveling Matt has been, a hero of ours and is a hero of, of ours and he's a true adventurer and and he if if you guys remember he he escaped from fraggle rock and he went out into the world and tried to figure out how this world really worked that's right and for our younger listeners i would urge you to if you don't know Uncle Traveling Matt, go to YouTube and Google Fraggle Rock and you'll probably find some old clips from this wonderful uh, kids uh, television show from, from back in the day. And like Sveinung said, we, we not only were we inspired by this uh, Uncle Traveling Matt uh, who went out into the world and the only thing he had to do sort of in return for his, uh, his constituents home in Fraggle Rock was to send them postcards and tell them about the kinds of things uh, he experienced and he asked questions, not always great questions. Once he he uh, tried to run um, uh, in a in a sort of um, uh, competition with fast food to see if fast food was really as fast as it claimed, uh, and it turned out it wasn't. But they ran and he won. But he asked questions. Sometimes the questions were better, better, and I think that's also true for the way we have worked, Sainung, and we have built our career. Because of our liberal employers at the business school, we have been allowed to build our career in a sort of uncle traveling mat kind of fashion. We've been allowed to travel out there, knock on the doors of companies, invite ourselves in, and eventually also even become invited in uh, to the offices of executives, board members, and so on, and to, to, to understand what they are trying to do, what their problems are, what their strategies are for solving them, what their business models used to look like, what they look like now, the ch- kinds of changes that they're trying to make in order to make their business models fit for the future. And when we say sustainability adventures, <laughs> those are the kinds of adventures that we are doing. And sometimes we send postcards uh, in the form of podcast episodes. So I guess every episode in this series will be a postcard of its own. Sometimes we send them in the form of scientific papers where we study the behaviors, business models, and technologies that promote sustainable business. Sometimes we write them in the form of books like the open access book Restart that you can access for free on paulgrave.com. Sometimes we write them in the form of newspaper chronicles and so on. The point is, we are on an everlasting adventure. And the nice thing, Svainung, about being a sustainability adventurer, in addition to the fact that it's really fun and inspiring, is that it's a title that is completely unprotected. (laughs) So anyone can become a sustainability adventurer. So part of the sort of... uh, reason for this podcast coming into existence is also to invite all of you to become sustainability adventurers together with us and that's yeah. our hope for for this series as well 
as you said, Lars Jakob, uh, our listeners can can join this conversation by reaching out uh, on on the on the email that you that you mentioned. Uh, you want to you want to try the email? No, not at all. <laughs> or, uh, I, I I can try. You said uh, it was adventures adventures at Jurgensen dot no. Uh, no is the Norwegian uh, suffix. Uh, I guess that's the, the the right term for you listeners out there. You are welcome to to join this adventure and, and become a part of it and uh, and also you can join the, the the conversation with us on either facebook twitter uh, youtube or instagram so in addition to the email that you mentioned earlier Lars Jakob, uh, it's also then possible to 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 join uh, the dialogue on uh, social media so uh I guess there's uh, no further ado, Sveinung. We've uh, introduced the series. We've tried to give you a little bit of a flavor of what this uh, podcast series is going to be about, what kinds of questions you can expect us to address, what kinds of of themes, how we are going to approach it in terms of of research orientation, in terms of business orientation, in terms of the cases that we're going to tell you about. And who knows, Sveinung, where we are. 20, 30, 40 episodes from now. I'm looking forward to this adventure together with you and together with all of our listeners. You have listened to Adventures in Sustainable Business with Jurgensen and Peterson. Visit us at jurgensenpeterson.no where you can find more information about this podcast and other information about our work. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review.